good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Good morning, today is Wednesday, the 26th of January 2022, and here are your top news stories. Thailand's corruption standing slides. Foreign property lures are rejected. Tourism groups urge PCR price cut, and much, much more. But, as always, we will start with the nationwide daily COVID report. The country registered 6,718 COVID-19 cases during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Tuesday morning. The fourth consecutive day, new cases dropped. There were 12 more coronavirus-related fatalities. The government announced 7,135 new cases and 13 fatalities on Monday morning. Sumani Basharitsin, Hazard Communication Director of the Department of Disease Control, said in the afternoon the 12 new fatalities were between the ages of 50 and 94 years old. Of them, five were unvaccinated and three were inadequately inoculated. As we said, 6,718 confirmed cases with 2,032 probable cases by way of ATK testing and 12 deaths. 152 cases were from abroad. Out of 81,532 patients, 40,343 are in hospital. There are 548 in a serious condition, with 114 on ventilators. Now, Chambury Public Health Office is reporting 314 new cases today and two deaths. Most new cases are in Chambury City, 47, Sivrasha, 79, and Ban Lamung, Patia, 91. There are now 4,580 patients in care. And Phuket Health officials reported 456 new cases, out of which 354 are local and 102 are from abroad. There were no deaths, and there are now 3,349 people in care. And moving along to the first news story of the day, Prime Minister rules out early election. Prime Minister Prayat Chanacha said on Thursday he has no plan to reshuffle the cabinet or cause snap elections following the ousting of renegade MPs from the ruling Palang Pracharat party. The Premier also distanced himself from the party's decision on Wednesday night to expel Secretary-General Tamanat Prompao and 20 other MPs loyal to him for causing division in the party. General Pryat said the expulsion was an internal PPRP affair, adding he believed the party was trying to restore a sense of normality as much as possible. I'm not saying who's good or bad. Let their actions speak for themselves. The people will decide at the next election. I insist that I have no intention to change the cabinet lineup or dissolve the house. The law on the new election system isn't ready. Don't mix them up, he said. When asked if Deputy Prime Minister and PPRP leader Prawit Wong Suan had any message, he said, love and best wishes and mutual respect. The ouster of Captain Tamanat and 20 other MPs who have 30 days to find a new party or lose their MP status came months after Captain Tamanat was sacked from the cabinet for engineering a plot to unseat General Pryat in last year's No Confidence debate. Captain Tamanat move upset party members and has left an open sore in the ruling party ever since. Meanwhile, eight small coalition parties are considering forming an alliance with Captain Tamanat's faction, media reports say. The Thai civilized party leader is among those expected to join. Suratin Picharn, 
List MP and leader of the small coalition New Democracy Party, said some small parties are discussing the possibility of joining hands with Captain Taminat, but no decision has been made. Things should become clear next week. I have to wait for him to get a new party first, he said. The Deputy Prime Minister admitted the government faces uncertainty, but said dissolving the House and calling a snap election is not a solution. Without Captain Taminat's group, the coalition party is left with a slim majority of 254 votes, and this could pose a challenge when key legislation, including the budget bill, are up for deliberation. PPRP deputy leader Paibun Nituan said on Thursday Captain Taminat's group called for party restructuring that was found to be unacceptable by the party executive committee. The committee felt their position would affect the party's unity and stability and decided to expel them. And next up, Thailand's corruption standing slides. Thailand fell six places in the latest Corruption Perception Index released on Tuesday by Transparency International. The country was placed 110th with a score of 35 out of 100 in the 2021 survey, a drop from 104th a year ago when it also scored one more point. The 2021 report did not provide details of the slide but Thailand was far below the global average score of 45. The anti-corruption agency only said countries in the Asia-Pacific region needed to make more effort to tackle corruption. The inertia of the index continues along the Mekong River in Laos 30, Thailand 35, Cambodia 23 and Vietnam 39 it said. Thailand's latest score matched its lowest point in 2013 and 2017. The country's score of 36 was stable for 2019 to 2020. Singapore was the top performer in Southeast Asia and fourth least corrupt in the world with a score of 85. Malaysia was also ahead of Thailand at 62nd with 48. Denmark, Finland, New Zealand shared the top position with a score of 88, while Norway and Sweden were placed equal with Singapore. The most corrupt country according to Transparency International was South Sudan at last place among 180 countries. Its score was just 11. The ranking of other members of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations were below Thailand. Brunei was not in the survey. Cambodia was last in Southeast Asia at 157th, 17 positions below Myanmar. The Corruption Perception Index, compiled annually since 1995, ranks countries and territories based on perceived levels of public sector corruption, according to surveys of experts and business people. The index uses a scale of 0 to 100, with 0 meaning highly corrupt and nations scoring close to 100 points being almost free of corruption. Well, there you have it. No real surprise, I guess, if you're living here in Thailand and you see how things operate. Of course, let's go back to the coup of 2013. And the reason that the junta at the time took over the country was to cure Thailand of this terrible corruption. But under its watch, it seems now that Thailand has become even more corrupt. So I wonder what the government will say to this survey or will they of course ignore it and just say it's the usual western propaganda and you know they're doing their best to sort things out for me the country has never improved under the current administration but i wonder what you guys think about that do you see thailand as a corrupt country do you see it more or less corrupt as other countries around the world i'd love to know your thoughts as always guys down below in the comments section and moving along Foreign property lures are rejected. 
the Center for Economic Situation Administration, that's the CESA, chaired by Prime Minister Priya Chanacha on Friday, put the brakes on proposals to increase foreign ownership quotas for condominiums from 49% and expand property leasehold rights for foreigners from 30 years to 50 years. But it agreed in principle on a proposal to allow foreigners to hold land ownership of one rye for residential purposes. The land department has been tasked with studying the feasibility for two months, then making a proposal to the CESA for reconsideration. According to a government source at Government House, who requested anonymity, it was Interior Minister Anopang Haujinda who opposed the two proposals prepared by an ad hoc committee on new investment privileges for foreigners. At the meeting, the source said General Anopang, argued that the two issues are sensitive and the government will face a public backlash if it approves the proposals. The government advisor said the government will continue the policy to lure wealthy foreign visitors to the country because it can generate income for Thailand in the long term. As part of the investment promotion package to rehabilitate the economy, the government aims to draw four groups of rich foreign visitors, wealthy global citizens, wealthy pensioners, remote work professionals and highly skilled professionals with privileges including a long-term visa for up to 10 years and land and property ownership. The government hopes to attract more than a million qualified people to Thailand over five years. The state expects these foreigners to spend on average a million baht per person per year while staying and working here, generating about a trillion baht total over the next five years. Now, according to the spokesman, the government expects to conduct a survey soon to evaluate whether these four groups of wealthy foreigners remain interested in a long stay in Thailand based on existing privileges. On January 18th, the cabinet approved two interior minister regulations. One is for issuance of long-stay visas for 10 years or long-term resident visa to four wealthy groups of visitors, while the other allows for foreigners to work in Thailand. A survey conducted by Kun Chayatid among investors previously found that there were interests in a long stay in Thailand after government promises of 10-year visas and work permits. Now, the survey they're talking about actually mentioned property rights, which was the biggest attraction for any of these rich citizens that the government wished to attract. Now they've taken that off the table. And just like I spoke about in the last podcast, this is the kind of stuff that goes on here in Thailand. They roll stuff out. They talk about a lot of privileges and then those privileges are slowly withdrawn because there's no actual public support for these kind of privileges. So yes, land ownership is off the table, except the idea that possibly you could own one rye of land if it's for residential purposes. So in other words, you're going to live there. But I will guarantee you with 100% that there will be so many stipulations on this that it'll be next impossible for any foreigner to ever own any land here. It is very clear to see that what the government is proposing in trying to bring these wealthy foreigners from abroad to spend their money here will not be met with a proper privileged structure. It's only here's a visa now bring all your money in here. There's no kind of rights in relation to property just give us your money and that's it and investors don't and won't fall for that nonsense and that's the truth about the whole issue as we said there was originally the plan to put some property rights on the table but now they've been taken off so yes as usual the plan that they have has falling apart already before it's even kicked off and are you really surprised about that I'm not. But as a foreigner who maybe live here in Thailand would, the idea of being able to own one rye of residential land here in Thailand appeal to you? Would that be something you'd be interested in? I think it would in certain circumstances, certainly for people maybe who have families who live here. 
a lot of foreigners who live here and are married to you know uh, their Thai wives or whatever they can't actually own land but it's in the wife's name and if anything ever happened to that wife you know that land has I think you've about a year to transfer that land out of your wife's name but it can't go into your name so there is a lot of stuff like that that needs to be looked at by the government of course it, it'll never be because they really don't care about foreigners in Thailand it's their money they want and at the end of the day, the idea of giving them any kind of land rights is just completely foreign to them. But I'd love to know your opinion on this. And please do leave it down in the comments section as always. Next up, the tourism groups are urging PCR price cut. Tourism operators want the government to reduce the cost of the RT-PCR tests as all inbound travellers must now take two tests and book a hotel on the fifth day as part of new rules under the test and go scheme effective from February 1. There's no exception for Thais or expatriates. Even if you have a permanent home here, people have to check in at a hotel five days after arrival to take a second RT-PCR test and wait for a negative result before checking out, said Yutasak Supasorn, the Tourism Authority of Thailand Governor. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration reinstated the test and go registration for every country from February 1. All participants in the scheme must pre-book two RT-PCR tests and two hotel rooms for arrival and on the fifth day, which differs from previous rules that required a test upon arrival and only one night in a hotel. Mr. Yutatak said fake check-ins are prohibited as SHA plus hotel managers are required to monitor guest records and report back to the central system. Foreign tourists can choose a different hotel for the fifth day than the first night. The president of the Tourism Association of Koh Samui said each RT-PCR test in Koh Samui costs 2,200 baht. The price should be slashed to 1,500 baht because the added cost will affect traveler sentiment, particularly among younger tourists with budget concerns, he said. When the viral situation is under control in one or two months, the government should relax the rule by requiring just one RT-PCR test and allowing an ATK test for the second, Mr. Rechenaporn said. The acting president of the Chamburi Tourism Council said the government has to control the price of RT-PCR tests at 1,300 baht, which is the same rate the authority helped to subsidize for second tests for test and go registrants before the program was temporarily suspended. He said a RT-PCR test in Pattaya costs around 1,600 baht. If the country can offer cheaper travel-related costs, it might be able to lure more tourists, said Mr. Tanet. Moreover, the back-end system of tracking apps like Morchana and Cost have to be fully synchronized to effectively alert tourists to take the second test, he said. A system for two RT-PCR tests needs to be in place during the first stage of reopening before easing those measures when the outbreak subsides, said Marisa Sukasal, president of the Thai Hotels Association. However, the government should cover the cost of the second test for Thai returnees or foreign workers to ease their burden, as they have to pay for an extra hotel room plus an additional test on day five, said Miss Marisa. She said hotels hope to see a gradual growth after the resumption of Test and Go next month. Assuming Test and Go resumes next month, Tat predicts in the first quarter Thailand will earn 26 billion baht from 338,645 international tourists. The agency projects 27 million domestic trips for the period, generating 137 billion baht based on a boost from the fourth phase of the hotel subsidy. Now all I can say in all of this is what utter nonsense. It seems tourism operators now have just decided and come to the conclusion and are going along with the we need to have RT-PCR tests now. 
rather than fighting back and knowing that it absolutely deters people from traveling they are now agreeing with it and this is a very very problematic situation developing in relation to the reopening of the country in terms of tourism now whatever glossy spin that the uh, hospitality sector want to put on this February 1 reopening as well. It's certainly not being met that way by people online and people who would be thinking about traveling to Thailand. Now on this channel alone, the comment section says F you to the whole thing. And if you look maybe on other forums on Facebook and other news programs, it is the exact same sentiment being expressed. No way are we going through all of this for a week's holiday in Thailand. It's certainly not worth it. Now, I don't understand where the mindset is with the government or the people in charge or why no one's able to put their hand up and say, guys, none of this is going to work. It seems like we have one guy at the top who keeps making up things and people below him are afraid to say, well, put the brakes on there. This is not going to bring tourists to this country. And they can make up as many figures for revenue as they want. But if you have no tourists, there will be no revenue. And people are tired of all this test and go nonsense. They want a return to normality of travel. And they want to be able to freely go into the country. They might accept a rapid antigen test on arrival. But all this other stuff now has gone over the top. It's too gone too far. And you know they're talking. If you even hear what they're saying in the article. In one or two months maybe we can go back down to one test on arrival. And a rapid antigen test after day five. Why? Thailand, have you not been talking about making this whole pandemic endemic? Every minister seems to be talking about it, but yet when it comes to implementation of what endemic means, you don't seem to understand that. Endemic means no more restrictions, freely enter the country, freely continue with your, your life as, as pre-pandemic. But it seems to not have dawned on them what this is. But yet they're talking about. And these are the actual hotel and hospitality associations that are coming up with these, this stuff now. It's as if they haven't the ability to go against the grain of the government and say this is all bullshit. And if you want people to come to this country, it is time to take away all this nonsense, this test and go, filling out these you know, five or six web pages that you have to do to apply for a Thailand pass, to go through all the rigmarole to go on a quick holiday for 10 days to Thailand. It's not just worth it for people anymore. And the entry numbers into Thailand, and I can guarantee you, the people and the number of people applying for the test and go from February 1 will be minimal. And if it does sound like there's a lot of people applying, you can be sure that the numbers are fixed then. That's the way it is right now. And let's, you know what we'll do? Let's do a quick poll here in the show. Down in the comments section, I'd love to know. Do you agree with the test and go program right now, which is basically test and go by two? Or would you like to see Thailand be more proactive and lead the way in international travel and scrap all this stuff? I'd love to know your comments, guys, as always, down below in the comments section. And next up, Thai government considering new wellness sandbox scheme to boost economy. The Centre for Economic Situation Administration, chaired by the Prime Minister, agreed to the proposal to bolster Prachakiri Khan's Hua Hin District and Pechaburi's Cha Am District as Thailand's new health tourism destinations. Both districts are currently not a part of Blue Zone provinces, where tourist sandbox are located, which only include Bangkok, Nantaburi, Patum Thani, Chanburi, Kanchanaburi, Phuket, Krabi and Panya. The next sandbox will be launched in Trat, but only on the island of Koh Chang on February 1. 
The new scheme is called Thailand's Wellness Sandbox and the Tourism Authority of Thailand will now work with other related agencies to come up with an implementation plan to revamp Hua Hin and Cha Am's image as medical tourism destinations and create branding for value-added health products and services. The TAT and the CESA did not mention when the proposal will be submitted to the Cabinet. A member of Parliament for the Move Forward Party and former tour guide welcomed the news and told related media that the reopening of tourism is necessary to generate revenue. Enabling a new tourism programme would be beneficial to entrepreneurs and the country's revenue, he said. What needs to be done is to prepare public health for visitors. He said that it is time for the country to completely open up its doors. He added the state needs to stop repeatedly opening and then abruptly shutting out visitors again. Thailand's tourism industry generated a revenue of around 3 trillion baht in 2019, but then it dropped to 800 billion baht in 2020. The country earned 59.8 million baht from the medical tourism industry in 2019. However, the industry contracted by 90% year-on-year year in 2021, with only 10 to 20,000 visiting for medical purposes, the Casacorn Research Centre said. They expect the industry to recover this year from the gradual reopening of the country. Thailand is currently home to 64 hospitals that meet Joint Commission International Accreditation Standards, the fourth highest in the world. Most of their clients were largely from America, Europe and the Middle East. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Phuket Immigration extends visa for tourists stuck in hotel isolation. Phuket Immigration Chief Tanet Sukchai is having officers visit hotels to ensure that tourists are not caught out by their permits to stay in Thailand expiring while they are observing the mandatory 10-day hotel isolation after testing positive for COVID-19. Tanker truck driver killed in high-speed wipeout. The driver of a tanker truck died yesterday morning after a car suddenly changing lanes struck the truck on its back left wheels, sending the truck swerving out of control onto its side and slamming into the power poles beside the entrance to the new Shell petrol station on Visit Road in Rawai. Crocodile off Bangtao Beach confirmed to be a coconut tree. The underwater shadow, reported to be a crocodile off Bangtao Beach on Friday, has been confirmed to be nothing more than the trunk of a coconut tree, but local residents only yesterday reported sightings a crocodile at Koh Pling, just off the headland at the southern end of Nyang Beach. Phuket face mask campaign targeting tourists has begun. Police began patrolling Bangla Road, Patong to begin enforcing heightened measures to get tourists to wear face masks in public areas. Alcohol hours have been extended to 11pm. Starting last Monday, alcohol consumption at restaurants that adhere to COVID prevention measures have been allowed to serve alcohol until 11pm. And finally, Japanese woman posts 30k reward for missing cats. A Japanese woman in Kamala is offering 30,000 baht reward each for the safe return of two of her cats. And just ending on that story, the lady has also posted the pictures and a big advertisement on some billboards throughout Phuket at a cost of 300,000 baht. And that is a woman who very much misses and loves her pets. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.